Hi, this is David here. Is, uh, before we go into the episode, I just want to point out that this episode is indeed Mark Explicit. Uh, I do go on one of my patented nerd rants at some point. But so, so yeah, so just, uh, just a fair warning that there is a, a bit of profanity in there. It has been marked explicit, so uh, please don't uh, th- consider it the, the normal family-friendly fare that we, that we normally have. But other than that, still an awesome episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to this very sexy edition of NCP. I am not putting this voice on. This is actually my voice. I'm lucky to have a voice. I haven't for the last couple of days. It's good that I've actually got a voice back. Uh, My name is David. This is episode 185. We are the NCP crew, the new crew. Crystal. You've got a voice with an extra dose of (laughs) terrestrial... I don't know the Testosterone? Word. Testosterone. <laughs> the word fleed from my lips as soon as I went to say it. I would like to say it was it's just testosterone, but it's actually probably just phlegm. Phlegm. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's not very sexy, but it's the way it is. <laughs> and Yun Bo. Your voice is so deep, David. <laughs> is, it, is it turning you on? Sex chat with Bo and David. <laughs> Crystal, Crystal has to leave the room for sex chat. <laughs> I feel like we're on that, um, what's that uh, internet thing where you just randomly talk to people? Uh, chat roulette. Yeah, chat roulette. Yeah. Welcome to this, <laughs> chat to the, welcome to the chat roulette edition of NCP. <laughs> and no, I am not going to show you my boobs. <laughs> For this episode. <laughs> you get way more penis on chat roulette than you do boobs, I'll tell you that. Oh, of course. It's too many. It's a sausage See, fest. The boobs-to-penis ratio is way, way off. <laughs> it's no good. Well, it depends. If you're a lady on uh, chat roulette, then that's obviously think, a better choice. I don't, I don't think they're looking for that. <laughs> no, no, no lady. Let's, 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 let's just put it out there. This is a, a, a community service announcement from your friends at NCP. No lady wants a picture of your penis. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty easy to I say. C- I can confirm. As the lady in the crew, you can confirm that that's confirm. true. The penis is not a very sexy organ. Let's be no. honest. <laughs> it does what it has to do. It looks like a turkey it. neck. <laughs> it's not. It's not the greatest. <laughs> Nobody wants a picture of that crap. Anyway, moving on. Uh, last episode we talked about our predictions for the Academy Awards. So for this episode, I'm going to uh, go through and see how many we actually got right. The only, reason I'm, the only reason I'm doing that is because I got the most. <laughs> uh, we've also got a whole bunch of news, a crap load of news that we're going to talk about, um, and a couple of reviews. When I say a couple, there's three, and they're all by me. But we'll talk about it in a, in a community discussion type way. So uh, let's start off with... Uh, let's get the Academy Awards thing out of the way. Right? So, yeah, so last episode we, uh, we we picked what we thought we would win and what we what actually did win. So uh, out of the... Uh, so what I put together is, now they've actually already occurred, the Academy Awards, I put together the totals for what we actually predicted would win, not just what, what we wanted to win. So out of a total 13 choices, Luke got seven. So seven out of thirteen, not 
Not too bad. Richard also got 7 out of 13 choices, because they abstained from one each. They abstained from that. Uh, Crystal, out of 6 possible choices, got 3. 50%. Not that's bad. That's pretty good, and I'd seen almost none of the films. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, and out of 13 for myself, I got nine. Woohoo! Winra. Winra's you. So I won out of the uh, Academy Award predictions, but I lost in life because now I feel like poo. <laughs> but that's all right. I came and slapped you down. So yeah, did all right. Um, just very briefly, uh, I don't agree that Spotlight won. I think it was uh, a bad choice, but you know, the Academy Award's known for its bad choices. I mean, is there Spotlight... It's not a bad film, don't get me wrong. It's actually quite well done, but it's not as good as The Big Short. So that's the one that should have won, I think. What do you reckon, Bo? I didn't see either one of those those films. Oh, there you go. So I really don't know. Yeah, from what I hear, from what I hear, uh, Spotlight was a really good movie, but I, I don't even I don't even know if I saw a preview for it. Oh, like, <laughs> I don't even know what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> It's out. It's it's an indie, it's a unique situation because in in Australia it's actually out at the cinemas, and uh, it's released on DVD, and Blu-ray, through E One Entertainment uh, fairly soon. Actually, it's like <laughs> in the next week or something. I don't know. So yeah, it's uh, the the hype is real, but uh, yeah, it didn't deserve it. And uh, Leonardo finally getting one. I don't think this is the one he should have got it for. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. glad that he actually got one because yeah. goddamn. <laughs> That dude, <laughs> he's been ripped off so many times, it's insane. Yeah, he definitely deserves one, but I don't know that this is the best movie Yeah, for it, yeah. And my beloved Inside Out won for Best Animated Feature, picture, so uh, yeah. Let's move on to the news. We've got a lot of news to go through. I'm very excited by some of this news. Not all of it. Some of it I'm just telling you just because it's my job. You don't sound very excited. I know I, I don't sound very excited, <laughs> but I'll try and get excited for some of it. Uh, Ian McShane has been cast as Mr. Wednesday in uh, the new American Gods TV series that's coming out. I'm very excited about that. That's very exciting. That's an excellent casting choice. Ian McShane, an excellent actor. American Gods, one of my favorite stories. And uh, as being cast as Mr. Wednesday is uh, pretty cool. I now don't understand why when reading the book I didn't picture Ian McShane as Mr. Wednesday while reading it because now I can not see him as anything else. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you reckon, Bo? Yeah, I'm looking at a picture right now. Uh, definitely looks the part. Yeah. Very cool. Have you read American Gods? Oh, of course you. Haven't. No, I, I haven't. Oh. Although, don't look at a picture of him as Lovejoy because he does not look the part. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think it's a good choice. But uh, talking about stuff that you've read, I know you've read that. Uh, what is it? Wait. Is American Gods, is that the Neil Gaiman thing? Yeah. Oh, yes, I have read that. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I've read the whole thing, but I, I know the, I know the gist of the story. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right. But you have read that um, Stephen King story about the guy that goes back in time and buys hamburger and shit, yeah? Yeah, eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, yeah. Have you been watching the show? Yeah, I've been watching it. Is and it, I it have, like, good? a weird, like, it, it's... I, I think I would like the show if I hadn't read the book, but it's just one of those things where it's like bugging me that it's not like the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I have a pretty balanced like view of that. Like I usually understand that things can't be like the book. I understand that it can be different, but the the way that the time travel works in eleven twenty two sixty three, I thought that it lended itself well to like multiple seasons of a TV show. But it seems like they're fitting this into just one into one season. 
Oh, that's and right. I, We've talked about this before. You said they should yeah. have one season, and then the second season would be the same story, but from a different point of view or something. Right, yeah, because yeah, in okay. the book he has to... He's got about three or four different things he wants to accomplish between 19, um, 1960 and 1963. Mm. And if he does them... If he messes up, say, the second thing, he has to go back, and whenever he goes back through the rabbit hole, it's going to be the same point in 1960 again, so he has to do the first thing again. So, like, they could have each season him trying to accomplish, you know, uh, one, two, and three of his, you know, goals, and um, he has to redo He has to redo one and two each time or, you know, in a different way, or maybe he decides... Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to kill the guy. I'm going to try to convince him to, uh, you know, go to uh, AA and and uh, and get over his alcoholism, and then maybe he won't kill his family. Like you know, like there's different ways that he can accomplish the same goal, and they could do it differently each season. I don't see um, that going for a 22 episode season. I must say. What now? Like I I don't see I don't see that working for a 22 episode season. Yeah, like yeah, I, I think that it would be. They could do it if it was like a made for you know made for Netflix or Hulu or something like that, and they yeah. did like you know eight to ten episodes, um, maybe you know yeah. two or three seasons, three or four seasons, maybe. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually, I think it's an excellent idea. Yeah, but um, but the at the rate there there the there's a lot of stuff that's really similar to the book, and the gist of the story and the gist of the way it works is the same. I mean, it's not like just a completely different. You know, it's it's not like The Shining where it's just like completely different in the book. Yeah. Um, but it's just the way the time travel works is a lot is a lot different. And he's doing things out of order. Um, right. You know, he's almost at the end of he's you know he's pretty far along in the book. He's doing things way out of order. But the reason why they're out of order is because, like I said in the book, he kind of has to go back and do things again. And then you know, it's just. It's kind of out of whack, but it's the same. It's the, this essentially the same story. And uh, I like it. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, the Ghostbusters trailer has been released. The, 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 the full version trailer, not just the little TV spots did, they had. I did see that, but I couldn't bring myself to click on the link for some reason. Why? I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm in two minds with this film. I mean, I'm not sh- I don't want it to taint the memory of the first film if it's bad. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I agree, but I mean, it's not. It's not a remake. It's a no. reboot. Yeah. And so, I mean, the trailer does actually say, 30 years ago, a group of scientists saved New York," and then it sets up the new characters. Yeah. So I, I, I see what you're saying, but I think it's been very, very faithful. Like I think, it's, I think it's been you know respectful to the core. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just not I sure we needed another Ghostbusters. Film. Well, we didn't need one, but you know, money talks. <laughs> I, I think it's a good time to do one. I mean, I, I do because I can tell you that I haven't seen Ghostbusters since I was sub ten years old. I was probably single digit age last time I watched the Ghostbusters. Yeah, and and I'm positive of that I can. I think I can distinctly remember the last time I watched the Ghostbusters. And um, and you were allowed to watch it. Yeah, I watched it really young. <laughs> did you come from a religious household? Yeah, I did, but they liked the Ghostbusters. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did you get freaked out by any of it? Yeah, I remember. That's why I distinctly remember it because I remember that um, my mom. It was I was watching Ghostbusters and then Ghostbusters Two, and my mom was like, she was. I remember her saying something. I was like telling her like it. She was like worried that I was going to be too scared, and I was like, I was like, no, nah, I won't be scared. And then she was like, 
okay, but imagine this. And she turned the TV off, and then she turned the lights off. And she was like, after the movie, it's going to be this dark. And I remember being like, yeah, I better just hang it up here and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom sounds cool, man. Um, well, I kind of, she's really religious, but I, but when it came to uh, movies, I always kind of got a pass. Plus, if my mom, you know, I, I came from a, uh, my mom was religious, but my dad's not, and they've been separated. So it was like, I could get away with things at dad's house that I couldn't get away with at mom's. But <laughs> Religion didn't really, my, my mother was quite religious when we were growing up as well. It didn't, it didn't interfere all that much. There was a couple of times where she was like, yeah, you can't watch that. Uh, but yeah. the only time it really affected us was when she took us to see Beverly Hills Cop at the cinema. Yeah. And she made the mistake of inviting one of the little old ladies from the church along with her. And, uh, <laughs> Her name was Elizabeth, and she was lovely. She was a lovely lady. I, I adored her. And, but I was like, what are you thinking? I mean, it's R-rated to begin with. We shouldn't even be going, let alone her. And she was like, no, no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. I'm like, all right, no worries. I, I kid you not, five minutes in. So if you've seen Beverly Hills Cop, you know that the, uh, his friend gets killed outside of, his, outside of his apartment, the scene where his friend gets shot in the head outside of his yeah. apartment. Yeah. yeah. Mum and, the, and uh, Elizabeth stood up walked out <laughs> we were obliged to follow because we couldn't stay there on our own and uh my brother never forgave her never <laughs> forgave her for that that humiliation <laughs> and the minute, the minute it was available for him to see on home video he was like i'm gonna watch this fucking movie <laughs> it was his rebellion it was pretty cool but i think it's a good time uh-huh. and i like i saw the trailer and i like the look of the i like the look of the cgi ghost and stuff yeah. Um, but the humor is very different than the humor in in the Ghostbusters. Yeah, I just I just don't think McCarthy's all that funny. To be honest, I don't and, and you know, and I'm sure she's a lovely lady, but I just I, I just her her sense of humor just doesn't really do it for me. And I mean, I think the only time I ever enjoyed one of her performances was Spy, and that's only because of everybody who was around her, not just her herself. So that's what everybody says is that that's the best one. But she's not the one. That, I mean, the, just the way the the, the way it's it's. You know, in in the in Ghostbusters, it was all conversational humor. It was just like they would, you know, one-liners. Yeah. And cats and dogs wasn't... living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah, cats and dogs living together. It's chaos or whatever it was. Yeah. It it was it wasn't slapstick humor, no. and it wasn't like outright like it was plausible that people would actually have this conversation. Whereas yeah. in this trailer, like the bit where she's uh, wearing the wig and the hat, and she's like. Which one is it? Is it the wig or is it the hat? Is it the wig? Is it real people don't fucking talk that way? Nice. Like <laughs> a real person would never have that conversation unless they were intentionally like trying to make a stupid joke, which you wouldn't do in the scenario where you're looking for a ghost. Yeah. You know, I, I I do like Kristen Wig though, and I and I, I must admit I did laugh at that scene where I do like the idea that the ghosts are now possessing people, and yeah. uh, and the scene where the the African-American lady slapping McCarthy in the face to get the ghost out. I thought that was stupid. That was that was the other scene I was going to bring up. It's like, yeah. that's like, oh, it's hilarious, black people. And it's so funny. Like, it just seems so cliche. I don't. I didn't like it. Oh, well, I, I liked it. Anyway. <laughs> you dropped out there right after you said black people. <laughs> yeah, can you, what was that black people line? I said, uh, oh, black people, and they act that way, and it's funny whenever they act that way. Oh, it's that's hilarious. It just, it's, too, it's just too, like... Like, you know, there's just so many movies where you have the Z snapping formation, you know, angry African-American lady. And it's just like, at what point do we decide that 
that this isn't funny anymore. Like it just yeah. I'm not even saying it's racist. I'm not even saying it's racist. I'm just saying yeah. it's easy. It's a it's easy. A, all yeah. the jokes in this that I saw in the trailer was it was just easy to get to. I, I didn't feel like any of I, I don't feel like this is gonna be a very smart humor. I think it's gonna be very slapstick humor. And I feel like that like I said, I haven't seen the Ghostbusters since I was a little kid, so like I, I may be misjudging the movie, but I don't feel like that Ghostbusters originally had that type of humor. No. And I don't think I'm going to find the movie very funny. Now, that being right. said, I think it looks cool, and I think it looks classic. Yeah. So I kind of torn. I'm on the fence about it. I'm yeah. not saying I hate it. I really am on the <laughs> fence about it. I'll probably see it and have to make my mind up after I see it. Are you firing up? Oh, what's the deal? You seem quite emotional. Oh, no, I don't know. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. That was good. No, I, 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 I think I pretty much agree with both. Yeah, I agree as well. Although I did like that scene. I don't care. I just, I, I think I'm fired up because I know that I'm going to have to defend my position on this movie <laughs> to Scott on on ECN because Scott is going to love it no matter what because I think his girlfriend loves it and and I think that I'm going to have to defend why I don't necessarily think it's the greatest. I feel like somebody that doesn't like Star Wars right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, the Dead Daredevil season two full trailer has been released as well, and uh, God damn, that looks awesome! Yeah, <laughs> that it just looks, looks really magnificent. Awesome. So, um, the Punisher's being introduced, and uh, he's awesome. You know, you're just one bad day away from being me. Yeah, classic, and uh, and of course, Electra showing up at the end <sighs> is uh, yeah, very very cool. If you haven't seen the trailer, check it out. It's very cool. If you um, if you're on the fence about Daredevil season one, this will this will push although I don't see why you would be because it was awesome but uh, this will this will push you over the edge for sure looks really really cool yeah um, CBS has uh, announced a new Star Trek TV show they actually announced it a couple uh, like a month or so back and they announced it so long ago that I'd forgotten about it until I heard the latest bit of news yeah so uh, Brian Fuller and Alex Kurtzman are on board which is yeah you can take it or leave it yeah. <laughs> but uh, they've announced that Nicholas Meyer is now joining the the cast as well, and um, he has he has good Star Trek cred. Yeah, Nicholas Meyer, please God, make sure rain rain in Brian Fuller and Alex Kurtzman for the love of God. For those who don't know, um, Nicholas Meyer is the uh, writer director of uh, Star Trek two and six, the two good, good ones, the good films. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, I had heard that, um, and also didn't he? Didn't he or somebody that works on the show um, also write some DS9 episodes? Yeah. He probably did, yeah. Yeah. We're actually uh, re-watching Voyager. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think, I think I've been a bit too harsh on Voyager in the past. So uh, we're, oh, re- we're re-watching. Starts, it starts really bad. Yeah, it, it does stop. We're seven episodes into season one and I'm like, does, holy crap. I have to, yeah, it does start really bad, but it doesn't start as bad as Next Gen does. No, that's true. The first, yeah, the first season of Next Gen yeah. is an abomination. <laughs> From that naked episode, whatever it's called. It's like the second episode in it is like, are you serious? Why would you do this so early in the show? It's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I didn't mind, I didn't mind the episode where, uh, what was it, episode six or something in the... Talking through the wormhole to the Romulan glide. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. I liked that one. Um, it was much yeah, better so, than Neelix's lungs. Yeah, because I've, I've, I realised that I haven't seen uh, seasons four, five, and... Oh, yeah, five, six, and seven as much as I've seen one, two, and three, and four. So we're going to go yeah. through it all again, and uh, I'll reassess my uh, d- 
dislike it's, it. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I, I, I want to I say four, five, six, and seven would uh, better than the first few seasons, but I could be remembering wrong. Fair enough. Uh, it, so yes, it really kicks, I feel like it really kicks off once they get rid of Kess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. Poor Kiss. I wasn't a huge yeah. Seven of Nine fan to start with, but she grew on me. Oh, she's nowhere near as bad as Neelix. Neelix yeah, Neelix is, is annoying too, as bad as Harry but, Kim. but Kess is worse than Neelix, though. At least, I mean, the worst actor on the show is whoever's playing Harry Kim. Garrett Wang. Oh, my God, he's terrible. But he's only 22. He, he gets better. He gets better as he as he goes on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, 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 you know, I've everything I've read that he's, he sounds like he's a cool dude, but... Yeah. No, but he's acting his sister Troy. He does get better. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Friend of the show, Kappa Deluxe has produced his own game based on the Battle Battle Mech universe, which belongs to a different company, but uh, he's uh, made his own game and it's not for profit, so he should be alright. But it's uh, it's called Rogue Mech and it's uh, it's hit alpha. Oh, it's almost at alpha as of this month, so um, it looks pretty cool. Anybody who's been a fan of Battle Mech, the Battle Mech board game with the you know the hex Hexagonal board and all that sort of stuff. Pretty cool stuff. So he's um, it's even got multiplayer in the whole deal, so it's pretty groovy. So check it out on uh, youtube.com. Kappa Deluxe, C-A-P-P-E-R-D-E-L-U-X-E. And uh, give it your support. Uh, finish up the news with X-Files Season 10, Episode 6. <laughs> WTF, X-Files, WTF. I left, I left that for last because... You know, we've been covering uh, season, X-Files Season 10 on the show as, as we've been going along. And, and uh, the last episode we had with Bo, we talked about Episodes 4 and 5 and how shit they were and how we couldn't quite figure out how they were going to finish the show off because they had a lot of questions were asked. I mean, there's questions from the first nine seasons that still need to be answered, i.e. his sister, Samantha, yeah. But then there's you know more questions that they then raised again, you know basically re-highlighted again Samantha and of course William, and yeah. uh, you know basically we just didn't see how they were going to pull it off, and they didn't. Not only did they not pull it off, but <laughs> are we call, are calling spoiler? <laughs> no, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to call spoiler. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Wait, I, wait, I, I don't even know if I know what happened in the episode to tell you. Yeah, what, yeah. What? No, no, we're not going to call spoiler. They basically they don't answer any of the questions, and the episode ends. Oh. On a cliffhanger. Actually, the channel here, Channel 10, that was showing it, uh, showed the final scene in the promo. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. I mean, out of context, but still, yeah, totally. You're totally, totally right. I wasn't pleased. I'm not... Uh, every now and again, uh, every year listeners of the show will know that every now and again, I sort of... I go on a bit of a rant. Um, but... We like to refer to them as nerd rage. But... Uh, <laughs> actually, I've, I've been thinking a lot and hard about this, crap. I've said, I think I've said it before, but... I can understand why people rage on the internet because it's there, it's available, it's very immediate. It's like you see something you don't like, you jump online, bloody hell, what the hell, that sort of stuff. Now, normally, I don't, I don't really do that, and um, I think it's been, it's been a blessing because the show comes out. We record the show at the end of every week, and usually stuff happens around the sort of the start of the week. And by the time we get to the show, I've calmed down. It's like, it's like you know, because I mean, episode six came out like, you know, a week and a half ago. And so I've calmed down by that point. <laughs> and so I just, you know, it's like by the time we get to talk about it on the show, it's like, you know, I'm still annoyed, but I'm not that annoyed. But for this one, I just, uh, I couldn't help myself. I had to actually post on Facebook. I don't, I very, very rarely post on Facebook. I just, I don't really understand social media. But uh, I did a post on Facebook that um, 
<laughs> got a bit of got a bit of traction, which I thought was pretty cool. I'm going to read it out to you. Read it out to you, my my listeners. Are you going to bleep bits? I'm not going to bleep. I just had to uh, warn you in advance. There's a bit of profanity here. Explicit language ahead. Explicit language. It starts with all caps. What the fuck, X-Files? We talked about episode 5 at length in our last episode, 183, so I won't go into detail here. But in summary, it was fucking awful. One of the main points we made was that there was only one episode left, and with no announcement of another season, they had that one episode to wrap everything up and we didn't hold out much hope for a satisfactory conclusion to the X-Files saga. Well, episode 6 has aired, and holy shit. What an absolute slap in the face. I don't want to go into specifics to avoid spoilers for people, so all I'll say is this. We're returning to one of my points above. With no follow-up season announced, the ending to this season is a massive fuck you to all fans of the series. I will now only watch season 11 if it happens, if Chris Carter is not involved. He's always been a bad writer, but now he's added contempt for the very fans who got him where he is today. Fuck that guy, and fuck you, X-Files Season 10. Oh, I do feel it's a tad harsh. Yeah, yes, you may say that's, pro- that's probably that's probably a little extreme. <laughs> but that's the that's the power of, of, of the internet, of, of the immediacy. Now, I don't, I don't, I mean, I still, I actually, I mean, I won't deny it, I still feel that way. I think, I think Chris Carter is basically just said fuck you to all of the fans of the show because he's, he doesn't really know how, he doesn't really know what he's doing but I don't feel that I, I'm a, I think I've if I had the chance to rewrite that again <laughs> I would probably cut down I, I do feel like uh, and, I, and I think I heard this idea from Jazz Twemlow friend of the show um, that the internet should have a button that you press it and it sort of comes up and says are you sure you want to post this and yeah. it doesn't let you post it for five minutes yeah that's a, that's an excellent idea <laughs> Um, so yeah, so now I've gotten to the end, and and uh, I'm eager to hear your your views on the final episode. Bo, hit me. I don't know what to think about it. it. It basically, I'm just I'm pissed that they didn't answer any of the questions that they that they raised at the beginning, and they made this seem like it was going to be a one off thing without you know any chance of of there being another season. The only glimmer, the only like glimmer of hope that comes from this is that they. They must be planning on continuing X Files. I mean, I think that there's an announcement coming that we just don't know yet. I mean, there's no way, there's no way that someone signed off on on this series of episodes if there wasn't something planned for the future. I mean, it just, that just does not seem plausible to me. That it just doesn't even seem, you know, possible that 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 someone would have would have allowed them to to make these six episodes if there wasn't going to be more coming. Yeah. Um, but as you know, as the thing is, is some of the episodes were really good. Yeah. Um, some of the better X Files episodes are from these six episodes, but it just it just doesn't make any sense to me why they would even. It doesn't make any sense to me why they would bring the show back after so many years of having you know the unanswered questions that they had, and then in the very first episode of the new season of the new relaunch. They mention these things, they bring them up, and then they, they're they not even going to answer. Not only are they not going to answer them, but they left us with a new cliffhanger. Yeah. So they just added to that pile of unanswered questions. Yeah. And I don't even need them all answered. I don't even need them all answered for me, really. I just don't understand. They could have just left the show the way it was if they weren't going to answer. I don't understand why they brought the show back, reminded me of the problems of the last finale, and then ended this one with even new questions. I just, I just don't, you know. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me that they would have just that they would have done that in the first place. 
they, they have they have to be planning to introduce something new. And they could have at the end of this, at the end of this, if it had ended on the you know shot that it ended on, and then they were like scenes from the new and improved X Files, you know, or X Files 2.0, and then and then they had a few shots of. Uh, of uh, new uh, the new two people that are obviously going to carry the torch for Mulder and Scully, and just let us know that there's more coming. Then that would have been one thing. But this ends just like like this is like supposed to be closure and the end of the show. Yeah. I mean, if if, if think about it this way, if you'd never watched the X Files before and you were just going to start from season one all the way through to the end of season ten, you would watch the entire thing. It would take you weeks to get through it. And then whenever you got to the very end and it ended on that, you'd be like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It, doesn't make, well, it makes a lot more sense to us where we know that it, there's this gap in time and it came back. But like, if you just sat down and watched it all as one narrative, it wouldn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. There's one thing I'm going to disagree with you there. I actually think it makes perfect sense. It's the perfect sense of the city that uh, they don't give a fuck about us. I think is it possibly one of two things. Either they've always had a second season planned and they've um, just never, not said anything about it, or they want a second season. Uh, the studio's reluctant, and now they're uh, maybe they're, they're banking on fan outcry for it to happen. Yeah, if they, I really hope it's not number one because that makes Gillian Anderson a liar. Mm-hmm. Like she very clearly said, "I do not want to come back for another season." She, yeah, uh, she may not have. Uh, she may not have known what that. I hate that shit. In this day and age, you just can't do that shit anymore. Yeah. Like, the internet exists. Information is immediate. Mm. So just don't pull that, oh, no, 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 we're not, we're not planning on doing that, and then do it bullshit. Mm-hmm. No, don't pull that shit. It's like, it's 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 that thing with J.J. Abrams and uh, Star Trek 2. We all fucking knew he was playing Khan. We're not idiots. Yeah. Don't say, oh, no, no, he's not Khan. And then have him be fucking Khan! Just, it's an insult. Um, anyway. Yes. Episode 10, season 10, episode 6. Wasn't very good. And uh, which is a shame. If it didn't end on a cliffhanger, it actually would have been a good episode. I think. I thought it was really. I thought it was. It should have been two episodes. Like it was really fast paced. Like the yeah. the the actors mm. in this in the episode had to talk fast so they could get their their yeah. scenes in. Like yeah. it was so fast paced. I think it should, should have killed five and made six two episodes. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm with you there. Yeah. I, actually, uh, I actually I hope that the two quite clearly obvious next generation X Files agents don't take over because one. Yeah. She's got a stupid ass name. I mean, seriously. Oh, Einstein. And God. the guy, the, the, whoever's playing the male character, can't act. Yeah. I mean, he's terrible. Yeah, they, they, they kind of remind me of the Doppelgangers episode where there yeah. was like a doppelganger. Yeah, that's what they kind of remind me of. I'm with you. That's they're, exactly what it is. Yeah, they're a little corny, but with good. But if they if they showed good writing like they did at the beginning of season six, or season ten, then I mean, I think they could do some good episodes with them, and and, and I I could I could live with it. But I just want answers more than anything. I don't even care yeah. if the the new show is a flop. I just want them to you know answer uh, you know what happened to Mulder's sister and everything. I mean, I just you know I just can't believe that they brought all this back up. They brought all this back into our lives yeah. uh, just to just to leave it hanging again. Gotcha. Crazy. Uh, how spoiler are you being? Can I mention? Uh, can I mention the other agent? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Reyes. Oh, yeah, Ray shows up. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes. I don't like what they did with her. I just don't think she would carry yeah. that easily. Yeah, they made her a bad guy. Yeah, I don't think she, not, not, she's not a bad guy, think... but she, she's like twisted into it. But I don't. I just don't think she'd cave that easily. No. Oh yeah, she wouldn't have done what she's. We're meant to believe she's been like, 
She's been doing that for like 10 years or something. Like, Ridiculous. I just don't believe- nah, I don't yeah. believe it. Uh, let's move on to some reviews. Uh, they're all mine. <laughs> so but hopefully other people will jump in because my throat's killing me. Uh, I'll start off with a little indie film called Night of the Living Deb, which that's is a zombie romance. And uh, that's not his cold. He did say Deb. No, I did say Deb. Thank you for pointing that out. That's appreciated. <laughs> um, yes, no, Night of the Living Deb. Uh, it's one of those Shaun of the Dead type things. And um, Anywhere near as good as Shaun of the Dead? I actually quite enjoyed it a lot. I yeah. won't deny it. It's, I mean, it's, nah, it's probably not as good as Shaun of the Dead, but it's pretty cool. It was a uh, crowdfunded film by writer-director Kyle Rankin. Maria Thayer plays Deb, who uh, sees this dude in a bar, uh, Ryan, and uh, falls head over heels because he's a very handsome, very handsome man, and, uh, and uh, tries to hook up, and uh, they do. And she wakes up the next morning in uh, in his apartment, and uh, he's having this awkward conversation with his friend about how he can't get her out of the house because she just she's just so clingy and awkward. And uh, she's cute as a button. She's like she's like that sort of quirky, not quite pixie manic, but more sort of quirky. That's about as far as I can explain it. Okay. Um, anyway, and uh, and so he basically finally gets her out of the house and goes off to buy some coffee and. Uh, what they haven't realised is that uh, a zombie apocalypse has occurred overnight, and uh, it's all because uh, of the water, the local water treatment plant, who Ryan's father, Frank, played by the always good Ray Wise, um, is in charge of. And they were dealing, they were testing some new ways of filtering uh, the water and stuff, and it turns it's created uh, some horrible stuff. So um, yeah, so it's basically turned people into into, into killer zombies. So it's that sort of deal. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's nothing that hasn't been done before, but it's uh, it's I think it's it's carried on the weight of Deb and Ryan's interactions. It's very very quirky, very uh, pop culturey. Maria Maria does an excellent job, and uh, it flags in a couple of places, but overall, it's quite good. I'm surprised that you liked it. Yet you keep calling it quirky because you're not a big fan of quirk. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of quirky. I must admit, um, but no, I think she won me over. She uh, she was quite good. Uh, another film I watched was The Burning, which is from 1981. Uh, as uh, our regular listeners will know, I'm a big fan of shit movies, and uh, so I thought I'd chuck this one on. It's, it's a 1981 horror classic, apparently. I'd never even heard of it before, but I've, I heard uh, I, I, I discovered its existence via that um, video Nasty's documentary that I watched, all yeah. eight hours of it. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so... Uh, I, I, I tracked it down and uh, it's bloody hilarious now um, it's bad it's 1981 horror movie it's a complete rip off of Friday the 13th it's terrible it's got terrible acting um, the special effects are actually quite good because it's uh, Tom Savini and uh, so it's got it's got quite a lot of the Tom Savini sort of classic shots like the the knife through the throat and all that sort of stuff they're all very, he's very good he's very very good at what he does so the actual special effects are quite well done but the acting is, is atrocious. Uh, I do have to point out one particular actor, though, which will mean a lot to uh, a certain member of this crew. <laughs> Why are you giving me a weird look? No, I'm, giving, I'm trying to give Bo a weird look, but oh, he's okay. on Skype. <laughs> uh, the character Dave is played by none other than Jason Alexander. Oh. <laughs> it was bloody hilarious. I'm out there, Jerry! What are you using my babes now? It was uh, pretty funny. He plays uh, this, you know, sleazy but still good-natured 
Vietnam dude who's he's like because they're at those, a summer camp as all these films are they're at a summer camp and uh, he's the procurer of, of, all, of all the contraband <laughs> he's the one that gets them the condoms and, and this stuff is a like horror? this is a horror show movie? yeah it's a horror movie yeah yeah it's, it's funny yeah so it's uh, it's co-written by uh, one of the um, uh, Weinsteins Harvey Weinstein so that'll give you an idea of how bad it is but uh, yeah so it's got it all you know gratuitous nudity for no reason like there's a girl in a shower and like it's it's basically it's from from behind and you know for just a head shot and then it's the shoulders and stuff and I was like oh okay well you know they're trying they're obviously they're being a little bit more respectful no camera just moves on down just for no reason <laughs> absolutely no reason at all hilarious it's going to, and of course you know the classic blood dripping down the cleavage and all that sort of crap so yeah it's a uh, a classic of eighties horror it's not. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a classic of bad eighties <laughs> horror. <laughs> it's also got the guy from uh, I don't know the I don't know his name actually. I'll quickly I'll quickly IMDb. But have you seen a movie called Hackers? Yes. It's got uh, it's got him in it. Like the it's got uh, Fisher Stevens. He plays a character called Woodstock, and he's like he's like fourteen. He's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, he's also he's also been in an episode of Friends. My, my actual favorite episode of Friends. Um, where he's uh, talking about the cups. <laughs> he plays psychologist. Oh yeah. yeah, that guy. He's yeah, that guy. from uh, 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 I know him best from um, Short Circuit. Yes, the Short Circuit guy, yeah. the incredibly racist Indian character played by a white guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. I I heard that on that um, on that Master of None show. I didn't know that was really a white guy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's legit. Yeah, yeah he's a white <laughs> that's dude. So- Hey, that's crazy. I mean, he's got dark skin. Actually, the character he plays in The Burning is actually incredibly dead. Um, but no, it's no, it's clearly a white dude. Um, anyway, um, so on that vein, that's that's my segue. The incredibly racist portray- portrayal of an Indian in Short Circuit is my segue into my next review. Yeah, I, uh, I I give a nerd rant warning in advance for this review. Uh, it's Alex Proyer's latest film, Gods of Egypt. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about this film on the internet, and most of it true. Um, it is bad. It's really bad. It's terrible acting, atrocious special effects. Like, these special effects, I would actually be ashamed to see them in a video game. Like, they are bad. And when most of the film is special effects, like, the, the guys have the ability to uh, transform into sort of semi-biological mechanoid warrior type things... It just, it's, oh my god, I cringed every time. I was like, this is just not right. Um, the acting is, is uh, you know, bad. And uh, unfortunately, it's got a couple of Australians in it. Because Alex Poros is himself Australian, so he's got, uh, he's chucked a whole bunch of it. It was filmed in Australia, so quite a few Australians in it. And I uh, cringed every time at their ridiculous accent. Especially the main guy, Brenton, Brenton Thwaites, or whatever his name was. One of those ex home and away. What accent is an, an Egyptian god meant to have? No, no, he's not a god. He's a, he's a normal human, and it's he puts on this ridiculous accent that I just don't understand. I don't understand what this accent is. I can't I can't explain what it is. It's like a Deanna Troy accent. It's a Deanna Troy <laughs> accent. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it. It's weird. Um, and it's got uh, one of the ladies from uh, Mad Max Fury Road is in it who plays his girlfriend Zaya. Um, she's very pretty, but her accent is also quite weird, and. And then you've got the gods themselves. So, um, so, so let's get the, the review of the actual the review of the film itself out of the way. It's it's nothing that hasn't been done before. Like I mean, it's, I mean, I, com- I compare it to Clash of the Titans. And when I say that, I mean the original '80s Clash of the Titans that is a mainstay of our childhood. 
and the ridiculously shit remake with I Can't Act Sam Worthington. Now... Also Australian. Sorry. Also Australian. Now, they're both bad. Let's be honest, right? I mean, I mean I'm going to be brutally honest here. As much as I absolutely adore the 1980s Clash of the Titans, it's not a good film. Right? I, much, I much prefer Jason to the Argonauts. Well, that's yeah. There you go. That's a, that's a good point. But I mean, it's, I mean, it's got some. It's got some. You know, some cool, cool scenes, and you know, and uh, you know, quite a lot of cool moments from our childhood. But let's face it, it's Harry Hamlin. He's terrible. You know, so I mean, it's, and the, the film is really not that exciting. Um, but as a kid, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Then they did the remake. You know, enough said about Sam Worthington. The, the special effects are, are bad. The story's boring. Nobody cares. But it's all the same sort of stuff. It's that sand and sandal type stuff. You know, the action adventures type stuff. There's only so much you can do to make these films exciting. And then you get Gods of Egypt. And it's essentially the same deal. It's, it's, it's basically the same deal. It's, it's a, a mortal has to team up with, you know, any mortal. And hijinks ensue it's i mean it's 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 not it's not shakespeare right and as as bad as that is that can be forgiven all of that can be forgiven it's, it almost it's so bad that it almost heaters onto the edge of it's actually quite a lot of fun because <laughs> it's just it's just so outrageously bad now the big the big um i mean and, and, and alex alex price he's the man that brought us dark city like he knows what he's doing Dark City's genius. It's an awesome film. So, yeah, I like Dark City. Yeah, so it's not like we've got... It's not just some hack who's just, you know, he's, he's in charge here. So the man knows how to make some shots. It's got some very nice shots. Um, but the film's bad. Now, that could have been forgiven, right? Because it's, you know, it's not even as bad as, as Wrath, of the, Wrath of the Titans. You know, the follow-up to Clash of the Titans with, you know, my good friend Sam Worthington. But it's... The, it's the big the big backlash, backlash against it has been this the subject of whitewashing. Now, whitewashing is a... Hot topic in Hollywood at the moment is uh, obviously uh, the major draw is the the Oscars so black business or whatever it was. Um, and enough, uh, we've talked about that in the past, so we won't go into there. But so the whole concept of whitewashing and, and uh, is nothing new. Actors playing nationalities that are not theirs is not it's nothing new. It's been in Hollywood from the very beginning, um, as the aforementioned you know oh. Indian character. It's, you know you've got. Um, you know, white people playing Asians. You know, the Asian character in what? Breakfast at Tiffany's. Who's that? Mickey Rooney. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember who it is, but it's a disgrace. And you know, and that sort of stuff. And of course, you've got you know blackface and that sort of stuff. And so um, it's and it's become quite prevalent at the now because back then you didn't. Back then, it's, I mean, it's, it's not, it wasn't forgivable. Don't give me that. No, I'm not going to say that in any way. Right? I mean, it's, it was clearly racist, but. Back then, you didn't. You just didn't have the staple of actors that you had now. Like you didn't have American Indian actors in order to play American Indians. All that. Much. I mean, they, they they could be some extras and stuff. But if you know, you obviously you would want John Wayne to be in the film instead of you know some unknown actor in order to get the money. And that hasn't changed. Like that happened fairly recently with um, whatever Ridley Scott's film was called. Gods and Kings or whatever I don't know the the bloody no, the Noah the, the no, no, Noah Moses the Moses movie anyway it was oh, terrible the Moses movie. anyway so you know you got Christian Bale as Moses and uh, and I don't know why I, I love him but Joel Egerton as the Pharaoh it's like what the fuck were you thinking it's bizarre so you know and, and you know there was a bit of backlash towards that and Ridley Scott I think came back with a perler because Ridley Scott just takes no shit he said I could not make a film casting Muhammad so-and-so and and expect to make any money on the international market. 
I need names in order to make money. Yep. Now, yep. I stand by that 100%. He's completely right. Christian Bale is going to sell a film. Some unknown guy is not going to sell you a film. Someone needs to make that unknown guy's name so he will sell a film. Exactly. But you're still going to give the unknown guy a chance so he can then become Christian Bale. You know what I mean? Like, Christian Bale wasn't always Christian Bale. Christian Bale was a 10-year-old boy in by the sun. You know, so, you know, he's... he's, (laughs) Once upon a time in Christian Bale's life. (laughs) Exactly. Eventually, he had to become, you know, the the star draw that he is. And so you've got to give these other guys a chance as well. So as, as much as I stand by that statement, right, Money movies movies are not about art anymore, if they ever were. Movies are not art. Movies are pure and simply business. And Christian Bale is going to make you money. Unknown known is not. Although that being said, that movie that is an absolute piece of shit and didn't really make all that much money. But that's not the actor's fault. It's because the film was terrible. So then you come to Guys of Egypt. Now, part of me is, part of me, it backs up the whitewashing business because... There could have, there surely there were other choices that they could have made. Like, Set is played by Gerard, what's his face? Oh, fuck. I should probably the French guy? No, not Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> Gerard Butler. Right. <laughs> Although, played by Gerard Depardieu would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh, God, I can picture it now. But, uh, no, so Gerard Butler. No, I like Gerard Butler. No one's going to say he's a great actor. I don't think even he would say that. <laughs> but, you know, he does what he does, he fills his roles. Um, and you know, and to make it even worse, no, I mean, so he's basically he's a white dude, but he's essentially he's also got this ridiculous tan. Uh, he's been spent too long in a sunbed or something like that. It's because he's English. He, he, he's like, he's like, give me a tag. Yeah, me yeah, tag. give me a tag, quick. Um, and then you have, and then you've got uh, a Costa Waldo guy, the guy from um, Game of Thrones, is playing Horus, and Australia's own Brian Brown is playing Brian Brown. He's playing Horus's father, whatever his name was. And then you've got Jeffrey Rush's Ra and, you know, based on the whole, you know, Rufus Sewell's in there at some point, but he's not a guy, he's actually just a normal human guy. Um, so, yeah, so you've got a bunch of, a bunch of you know, clearly non-Egyptian people playing these gods. So, yes, at first glance, what the hell, right? You've got a token black guy, you've got Chad Bosworth in there playing Toth, uh, Toth. Um, and, uh, and forgive me, I can't remember the girl's name, but he's got uh, the goddess of love is played by, a, I believe... Mediterranean or Arab-looking lady, um, very pretty, as of course as a goddess of love should be. Um, but so at first glance, yes, whitewashing. But then I thought of it this way, right? The film is quite clearly not reality. The film is not even even set in Egypt. The film is set in an alternate universe, Egypt. The world is flat for Christ's sake, right? You've got one pl- side of the planet is Egypt and the Nile and surrounding areas, and that's as far as the world goes. Like Seth says, I've conquered the world. Yeah, that's all he's conquered. He's conquered Egypt. And then you've got the underside, which is the afterlife. The afterlife plays like a massive part in this storyline. Um, no spoilers. So you're in an alternate universe. You're dealing with mythological beings. Yeah. The actual humans themselves, they're not actually really Egyptians either. So I think what the, the main... Uh, so, so basically what I'm saying is that it's not actually whitewashing at all. There's nothing to say that these gods couldn't look like Gerard Butler. Why call it Egypt? Yeah, so I think so. I think I think the mistake, the actual mistake that this, the main mistake this film made, actually, is, is that it's not very good. The secondary mistake is that they just didn't make it painfully clear that it wasn't reality. Yeah. And so, if they call it Gods of Egypt, and had you know that AE business that you have, yeah. or something like that, um, then that would have been perfectly fine. I mean, I just I just don't think it would have had as much as a backlash. But I just because it doesn't make it clear. 
it just draws it, it draws his criticism and because it can't it, it's it, it's in this sort of the, the zeitgeist at the moment the whole whitewashing thing it's just it it basically brings it upon itself you know guys of egypt has brought this furor on itself and it deserves it because the film is terrible but it just, it just you just got to just keep it in mind that these are gods they're not humans they're not even egyptians they quite clearly say that they're not egyptians it's not whitewashing it's just bad filming I never even knew that. I, that's the first I've even heard that. Heard what? That it wasn't based on actual Egypt. Oh, well, there you go. I had no idea. I'm sure it. most people don't. Yeah, I think. I think. So I think that's the thing. So they, so they should have made it clear in the marketing. I mean, they make it. I mean, they make it pretty clear in in the trailer where like they're transforming into creatures and they're huge compared to normal humans. They're like you know four times the size and all that sort of stuff. But I just don't think they made it clear enough. And then. There would have I mean, been far I, less I backlash. I thought it was based on like Egyptian mythology. Yeah, well, it is, but it's based on an alternate universe's Egyptian mythology. And even then, even if it was based on actual real world Egyptian mythology, right? And I say that you know, all ironically. So, I mean, if you were dealing with actual real world Egypt and their mythological situation, um, even their gods weren't weren't actually didn't look like normal Egyptians. They had golden skin, were taller than normal humans, animal, animal heads. So even then, it wouldn't be whitewashing. I mean, it's, obviously, you'd have to you'd have to get rid of the animal heads thing because nobody's going to watch a film with a bunch of main characters of all the animal heads. They're just not going to do it. They try to make a concession with that with the, you know, some of the you know sort of minor god characters have got animal heads. Well, as long as every once in a while they turn into like uh, ripped nineteen year olds, then uh, they can get away with it. <laughs> what? I was trying to make a Twilight joke. Ah, I'm with you. <laughs> I got you there. Actually, funny, it's funny you bring that up because the people behind the Twilight movies are who did the special effects for this film. And, oh, yeah, uh, see, there you go. Yeah, they should be fired. It's just, holy crap, it was bad. Anyway. I mean, the movie looks, looks stupid as hell, I think. Like, I, I don't, I'm definitely not interested in seeing it. Yeah, it is stupid. It's it's incoherent mess. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, I understand your reasoning, and I'm glad you actually talked about that on the show, because I never even knew that was a thing. I didn't... I thought it was actually based on, on Egypt. It just had this, like, mythological overtone. Um, the fact that that actually, you know, kind of lets me see it in a different light, and I think people listening to the podcast will as well. But I also can see people's point about how it's a movie called Gods of Egypt, and yet it's all white people. I mean, that does say it... That does make a certain political statement in the world of Hollywood. So I mean, yeah, but I it, it's, really even, think but it's right there in the title, though, Bo. It's called Gods of Egypt. It's not called People of Egypt. Why do gods? Why do gods have to all be white? Like, why is it that our image of Jesus is white? Like every every oh, god in the movie yeah. is white. Dude, you, you know? just hit me. I actually was going to have a massive rant about the fact that Jesus is portrayed as a white guy. You just reminded me. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, that's that's wrong too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I do. I just, I just think it's painfully obvious that they're not meant yeah. to be Egyptian humans, and so therefore they can be whatever we damn well want them to be. Yeah, but I, I do th- see your point, though, is that yeah. in this current situation, you should at least, I mean, at least make an effort. I'm with you there. I, yeah. But and yeah, the, the the Jesus thing. Yeah, I'm with you. I've never, I've, I've never understood it. I mean, it's the betrayal of Jesus as a, as a white dude is, as uh, you know, existed throughout the centuries, and you know, just. What could I say? I mean, I don't want to. I, I, I basically, I don't want to offend anybody. I just, I just. But I, mean, I think it's ridiculous that I people think, would be upset about whitewashing in Hollywood and yet still have a picture of white Jesus on their wall. It, I mean, that's that's point. you know. I don't know what more to say about that. I mean, it's it's. I mean, don't don't pick and choose. 
It means it means if if you believe in Jesus, and that's perfectly fine. I believe in Jesus, so if you believe in Jesus, that's perfectly fine. But accept it for what accept him for what he was. And he was a Middle Eastern guy. Right. He wasn't a, you know, blonde, blue eyed, blonde haired, hippie looking dude. I've never seen I a think, blonde Jesus. I've never seen blonde Jesus? No, I've never seen a blonde Jesus. You've never seen a blonde Jesus? It's always a brown hair. Oh, I've seen blonde Jesus before. Yeah, Nasty blonde. It's usually like brown, but it's yeah. like uh, like golden brown. <laughs> yeah, golden brown. Because he glows. He glows with yeah. the Holy Spirit. That's, yeah. that's probably what it is. Yeah, you're right. It's probably light brown here. Anyway, we've, we've gone off a little bit. <laughs> gone off a little bit there. But no, I do, I do, I do value what you said, Bo. And uh, it's yeah, I'm with you. Um, I can see, I can, I can see why people got confused and why people got upset. But I yeah. just, I just think people take it to extremes. Says the man who just had a massive rent. <laughs> but it's just, you know, I just. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. And, but like I said, right at the very start, I think Gods of Egypt brought it upon themselves. Yeah, I had no, I had, I think that was really interesting insight, though. I had no idea that it was kind of like an alternate reality where the world's flat and everything. So I mean, that does kind of give it a pass. Um, I think they should just change the title. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why I said Gods of Egypt. They would have been because anybody would, people would be like, what? Yeah, you know, everything automatically becomes fancier when you add an extra letter. Yeah, so either racism. It's a disgrace. Let's move on to coming soon. In Australian cinemas, March 10th, we get 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I'm hearing good things about. I'm intrigued. Set in the same universe as Cloverfield. John Goodman. It's always good to have John Goodman. It looks really awesome. I'm pretty stoked about that movie. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Uh, Grisby. The latest from uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. I think it looks. I think it looks like trash, but it's got a, a really good cast. But it's one of those slapsticky, unintelligent humor comedies that I think Bo was talking about earlier. That just just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, it's not my thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spear, which is a film based on a dance. Um, what do you call a recital? Dance. Another dance movie. Well, no, it's not. I, mean, I don't mean it's a dance movie as in, like, Get On Up or any of that shit. But, um, no, not Get On Up. What are we talking about? That's the James Brown movie. <laughs> what's the movie? What's, what's the... Get Up! What's, get Up! Get Up! What's the... What's, what are all those dance movies called? Get Up? I think it's just called Get Up. Get Up. Yeah, yeah. So I don't mean in that style. Flash Dance. Yeah, but it's um, it's based on an actual dance, like an Australian dance company okay. routine. Right. I, I do believe. Uh, it actually looks pretty cool. Um, and Victoria, which I unfortunately know nothing about. About Queen Victoria? A young Spanish woman who has newly moved to Berlin finds her flirtation with a local guy turned potentially deadly as their night out with friends reveals a dangerous secret. Oh, that's right. This is the German one, the German film, which is filmed in one shot. Not not Queen Victoria at all. No. Although she is German, isn't one she? One shot. Yeah, filmed in one shot is what I've, is what I've been told. Or well, as few shots as possible. Like, like, like Birdman. And in American cinemas? In American cinemas on the 11th, we have uh, Barney Thompson, okay. uh, which is a uh, comedy thriller. We have Eye in the Sky, which is a, a drama thr- thriller. It has Aaron Paul and Alan Rickman in it. Um, and then we also get Tin Cloverfield Lane and The Brothers Grimsby. Well, it's called The Brothers Grimsby in America, but in here it's called Grimsby. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's called The, the Brothers Grimsby. Wow. Well, that kind of has that little pun in it, in that title. It just, it's just Grimsby here. Yeah. 
Interesting. Well, there you go. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Looking forward to it. It's called it's called Eleven Cloverfield Lane here. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm sick, but I'm not that sick. <laughs> well, thank you very much for uh, putting up with me and my sexy voice, which has changed halfway through the episode. Did you notice that? You've, you've expelled a lot of... Uh, <laughs> thanks thanks mu- for that. Mucus through your nose. Thanks for that sexy uh, <laughs> image for the, for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I apologise if I've offended anybody with my uh, Gods of Egypt ramped, but it, uh, it is what it is. They're my thoughts and my feelings. I don't apologise for anybody who was offended about my Star Trek 2 rant. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> it's goodbye from me and the crew, Crystal. Goodbye. And Mo. You're grumpy when you're sick. <laughs> I am a bit grumpy, that's true. Cantankerous old man. I'm, I'm a cantankerous old man, that's true. Oh, be sure to check out uh, the latest episode of Manamojo, which I uh, co-host Again, my second co-host appearance. He's a little less grumpy. And I'm in a much better mood. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. You've been listening to NCP. Thank you for being a part of our crew. If you would like to support the show, you can use the Amazon widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. If you have any feedback, please go to nerdculturepodcast.com forward slash contact us where you will find a list of the many different ways you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.